0: I was speaking to uh, some senior pastors recently, just about a week or two ago, and a prophet was there. And he came up to me and he said, I want to share something with me that the Lord's been speaking to me about you and Church Unlimited. He said, I've sat on it for uh, all day, but I do feel I need to tell you. He said, There's coming now an acceleration of expansion. You and Church Unlimited have a lot of unfulfilled promises and you're about to step in to destiny and greater influence across the nation and beyond. He saw fires across the nation of New Zealand and many of them connecting with church unlimited. I was surprised, I was encouraged, I was inspired. Now when I receive a prophecy in many ways we all receive a prophecy because Much of it can only be fulfilled through us working together because a lot of it is about Church Unlimited. I am not Church Unlimited. No, 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 you are. So, if these prophecies are going to be fulfilled, I'm not doing all the work. Okay? We're going to do this together. All right? Tell the person next to you we're going to do this together. Yeah, we need all of us. Without you, there is no Church Unlimited. Without you, there is no acceleration of expansion. We've got to move forward together. So let me give you some definitions of acceleration. They're quite interesting. Speeding up, hastening, boosting, increased momentum. Now listen to divine acceleration is this. It's a supernatural, think of it for your own life and the church, the supernatural ability of God applied to your life, your ministry, your time, your circumstances to bring His plans to pass at a much faster rate than is humanly possible. When God is at work, nothing can stop Him. Unstoppable momentum. God shifts your circumstances, removes obstacles, and commands progress. He is God. He can do anything He wants to. And he's about to do some amazing things. When I first began here at Church Unlimited 20 odd years ago, we experienced an acceleration of expansion. Some of you were here. So I was told I'm taking over a church of 100 people. The first Sunday I preached, there's not 100 people. They deceived me. There was 194 turned up. And I thought, God, thank you very much, but this is not what I expected Within about two or three months more, not only 194 turned up, there was about 400 turned up. So it doubled again and doubled. it. We were knocking down walls, we were buying chairs, we were shifting platforms, and it was just happening so far. It was an acceleration of expansion. I have seen it before, and uh, I'm ready for God to do it again. See, there was no spe- special strategy. All that happened was God breathed. How many of you are ready for God to breathe again? When God breathes, friends, uh, watch out. Anything can happen and probably will. Those obstacles you have had for decades, suddenly God commands your circumstances to shift. Suddenly God changes uh, 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 things that are taking place in your life and He commands what He wants to see happen. So there are seasons in God. Creation teaches us, and we pass through these seasons in our own lives and in our church. It's important to understand seasons so that you can flow with the season you're in. Now, some seasons are tough. They're like winter. It's hard going. There's a lot of sowing. There's trial. There's difficulty. And there's limited blessing. But how many of you know winter doesn't last forever? Creation teaches that. It has a limited lifespan. Then you go summer, autumn, winter, spring comes and and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, spring is when suddenly there's new life. There's God's favor. There's blessing. If you discern the season you're in, you are strengthened and empowered by it. You see, some of us want to fight the season. So you're in winter and you you want to fight it. and so. But the fact is, friends, you cannot rebuke winter, can you? You say, winter this year, you're not coming in Jesus' name. How many of you know it's going to come anyway? You can't rebuke seasons. What you've got to do is acknowledge seasons. If a season's going longer than it should, then rebuke it. But when you're in a season, you've got to embrace it because there's some things God can do in your life in winter. He can't do in spring, summer, or autumn. But like the apricots, they can only grow in the harshness of the winter. We need winter, but winter must not last for too long. It's a season we are to pass through. So... (coughs) So what the prophet was saying is we're now in a spring season of expansion and we're already seeing that with West here, with the city and also with Kaitai. Let's go to Song of Solomon, chapter 2, 11 to 13. You'll, you'll like this, I think, Song of Solomon. I don't know how often you read Song of Solomon, but here we are. Song of Solomon, chapter, where are we? Chapter 2. All right, here we go. Verse 13. Did I say? 11, 11, here we go. For lo, say it with me. The winter is past. The rain. I think it actually has, isn't it? It's over and gone. I rebuked it this morning, so I hope it stays away. Um, the flowers. Who likes flowers? Yeah, appear on the earth. The time of singing. Who's ready to sing? Been mourning for long enough. It's time to sing. The voice of the turtle dove is heard in the lamp. The fig tree puts forth the green figs and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. For some of you, winter has been a long, long season, but God is wanting to change it. He's wanting to bring you into a spring season of His favour and His blessing. I was given a wonderful prophecy some years ago, some of you may recall it. It says you've worked very hard, still do, (laughs) laboured, toiled, but God is going to bring an ease. I'm ready for an ease. And you're going to go further with less effort. Do you like that? How many of you like to go further with less effort? That's acceleration by the Spirit, you see, what God does. You're going to see things happen here without all the work. You will stand back and be amazed. And that's being fulfilled because I'm already amazed. I really do. I stand back and I am amazed at what God is doing through this nation, through our city, and globally through us. But So this has happened in the past, and God's going to do it again. So acceleration of expansion doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot of extra stress and hard work and challenge and difficulty and striving and all the rest of it. What happens is God breathes and what we are doing and the same effort gets greater results. Do you like that? That's how God works. So let's go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 20. Let's see how God can just put the accelerator, foot on the accelerator, which some of you are good at doing, by the way, especially getting out of that roundabout. I see some of you take high risk. Pushing down that accelerator. You need to be careful, all right? Acts 2:40 40 to 41 says, And with many other words he testified, exhorted them, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. How many of you know that God can save 3,000 in a moment? He can save any number in a moment. 50,000, 100,000. God is God. Is that right? He is God. He can do anything. So when he says acceleration of expansion, I get pretty excited. And one of the areas of expansion, acceleration we need is in reaching lost people or inviting people to come along to church. So this man, he reads this epitaph in the cemetery, and It goes this way. When from the dust of death I rise to claim my mansion in the skies, even then shall this be my plea. Jesus has lived and died for me. That's a good epitaph, isn't it? You might want to copy that one. He looks at that and he's so moved by that, he said, I've, I've got to share this with someone. He's a Christian. And so he sees this young lady absolutely distressed uh, in another part of the cemetery. So he calls her over and says, Read this epitaph. Then he visits her the next day, finds that she lives in a very poor, poor place. Kids are, you know, bedraggled, the mother's dying, and it's a terrible situation. He provides her with some assistance. And later, the woman said this She said, I'd been in that cemetery for five hours contemplating suicide. And because of his concern, she trusted in Christ, and the whole family situation was turned around. Acceleration of expansion and sharing Christ with others and inviting people is really an important part of what we're talking about. You know, there was a lady in our city church, and she just testified. She said she felt blessed to be a part of the city outreach when she and another another woman were able to lead an unbeliever to Jesus Christ. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 12. Have you ever read Ezekiel? Have you read it lately? Ezekiel 12. Yeah, well, there's some fantastic stuff in Ezekiel, you know. 27 to 28 says this. Son of man, look, the house of Israel is saying the vision that he has is for many days from now. And he prophesies of times afar off. I didn't give you that one up there. I thought I might have. Okay, I didn't. Never mind. Times are far off. Therefore, say to them, because this is important, thus says the Lord God, none of my words will be postponed anymore. But the word I, which I speak will be done, says the Lord. None of my words will be postponed any more. None of my words. Say that with me. None of my words will be postponed any more. But I will but which but the word which I speak, acceleration of expansion, will be done, says the Lord. 2 Chronicles 25, verse 9 says, the Lord is able to give you much more. How many of you can believe for much more for yourself? Three of us. Okay, we have a problem. Houston? How many of you can believe for more for yourself? Yeah. yeah, yeah, We can, can't we? God's got more for us. Some of you are like the elephant. Tell the person next to you, you're an elephant. <laughs> Just thought I'd try and wake everybody up, all right? You're half asleep, all right? Okay, so the elephant's trunk is strong enough to pick up a load that weighs a ton. I mean, that's huge. But a circus elephant, as you, some of you know, is held by a rope tied to a small wooden stake in the ground. Why? Because when it's weak, its leg is tied to this heavy chain, which is then uh, attached to this immovable iron stake. And however hard it tries when it's small, it can't break through. So for the rest of its life, as long as there's a stake at the side and something attaching itself to the uh, elephant's leg, it will not think it can break away and get free. So it's in its mind, it has no idea of its true capacity, its true God-given capacity. And many of us, friends, are like the elephant, and we don't know our God-given capacity, what we are capable why because of past experiences things that people have said to us maybe things have gone wrong in the past but you are an amazing creation of god you are crowned with glory and honor That's what my Bible says. And we have a capacity to do more. And that's why the prophet is coming through and saying to me and saying to us, look, I want to accelerate the expansion. I have got more for you. You might think you've had enough. And sometimes I think, God, this is plenty that we've got. But he's saying, no, you are capable of more than you think. I'm going to accelerate. I'm going to expand. If he's going to expand this church, it means he's going to expand you. He's going to expand me. And together, we're going to see this take place. So please do not be like the elephant. Amen. This is all I can do. Mark 16. Let's take this example. It says, for all of us, cast out demons, lay hands on sick, they will recover. We're going to preach the gospel. A lot of people, a lot of us read that and say, can't do it. Can't share Christ with people. I can't. I'm not an evangelist. I can't witness. And so immediately you're shut down. And honestly, you won't do it. If that's what you think. Why do we think like that? Why do we immediately eliminate we read something in and you go, no, I can't do that. When in reality, you can. You see, the Satan's greatest plan in your life is to make you think you can't. Because as you think, so it's going to be. If you think you can't, you won't. But what I'm saying to you is if the Bible says you can, then I believe God's Word. He says you can. You can cast out demons. You can heal the sick. You can preach the gospel. You can see people saved. I'm trying. (laughs) Giving it my best shot. So there's many Christians who don't know that they can be outstanding servants of God. They can be brilliant Christians, marketplace ministers, children's workers, youth workers, leaders. But because they don't know it, it's never going to happen. That's why the prophet has to come along and talk to us. See, acceleration or expansion can happen in all kinds of areas. Let's get a bit more interesting, because some of the stuff I've said is maybe not that interesting, but let's make it a bit more interesting, because it can happen in your finances. Now I've got your attention. <laughs> now people are, oh, great, now that's why I came. I wanted to hear this bit. <clears throat> so for years, Adrian and myself, we struggled financially. Went to the mission field for three years, no salary during those times, just you know, food and boarding were given to us. And uh, we, we couldn't afford to buy fast foods. You know, $5 was a big deal. Uh, when we got married, our wedding cost $300. <laughs> Some people today pay $15,000 or whatever. No, I'm not criticizing that, but hey, that's where we were, uh, $300. Very rarely could we buy new clothes. When Christmas came and we had to buy Christmas gifts, it was a nightmare. We just thought, how on earth are we going to do it? So there was years of hardship and winter, but then came an acceleration by the spirit of god and unexpected money came towards us A season changed and god began to bless us financially and he has never stopped god can turn it around in a moment of time and bring acceleration to your finances you might think well pastor i believe He will do that for me but hey not for not for you but maybe not for me so here's a testimony that came through a man lost his job Severe financial crisis, couldn't pay his rent, was about to be evicted out of his home. He's watching Running With Fire in my series on Lord of the Breakthrough. And he thinks, okay, I need a breakthrough in my finances. He begins to pray. Within a week, there comes an acceleration of blessing. He gets a new job. Money pours in. He's able to pay his rent. And the future is bright. He is the master of acceleration. God can do that for you, friends. He's done it for me. He's done it for this person. He can... Do it for you as well. So what area do you need it in? Where do you need to see an acceleration of God's Spirit take place? Is it in a relationship, a work situation, unsaved loved one? Is it in, you know, your own ministry area? Where do you need this acceleration to take place? Start to believe God and see what He will do for you. So, you know, a significant prophetic verse for Church Unlimited is Isaiah 54, uh, verse 1 and 2. 2, which says, Sing, O barren, you have not born. There we go. It's up there for you. Um, and then just go to verse 2. It says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. So that's a prophetic word that's been in this church for years now. You know, enlarge the place of your tent. Because verse 3 says, For you shall expand to the right and left, Your descendants will inherit the nations, make the desolate cities inhabited. So that's what a prophetic word for God that has come to us over the years. Now, when God speaks a word to us, like acceleration of expansion, there's three things that need to be done, I believe. And if God ever gives you a prophetic word, can you follow what I'm saying here, please? Because number one is, you need to speak it out. It's what I'm doing today. I'm speaking it out. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing, all right? Hearing by the Word of God. So when you speak it out, your own faith increases. When I speak out what I'm saying to do it, my faith increases for acceleration of expansion. And I need your faith to increase with mine because faith's the trigger that releases divine power. Secondly, we need to receive the prophet's Word so we can receive the reward. Amen. So you may be sitting here and I may be standing here and some of us might think acceleration, expansion. No, don't accept it then we limit what God is able to do. You see, if you receive a prophet, you get the prophet's reward. So if you receive the word he speaks, which I, I really am good at doing this. I'm good at receiving prophetic words because I really believe in them. And I exercise faith over them. But the third thing is then we need to declare the word, not just speak it out, declare it. And that we're going to do that at the end of this service, okay? So let me give you some areas to exercise faith in for expansion, especially with regards to our church and your own life. Firstly is fulfilling your destiny and fulfilling our destiny as a church and as individual. How many of you want to fulfill your destiny, all that God's planned for you? You know, it's so, that's all that life's about. And if you're trying to work out what is life about, all it's about, friends, forget everything else. Forget the boat, the car, the, the house, the, you know, the job, all the rest of it. What life is about is fulfilling God's destiny on your life. That's, that's, all, it's, that's all that's going to matter. When you stand before God, that's all that will matter. And so that's what we've got to pursue with all of our hearts. Now, the prophetic word is that we are now stepping into destiny and many unfulfilled promises will start coming to pass. And I think you've got to accept that for your own life. How many of you got some unfulfilled promises? Give us a wave. Yeah, there's at least 20 of us have. So, you know, for us, we need to start believing now that those unfulfilled promises, God is going to start to fulfill them. I believe it for my life. God is about to start fulfilling unfulfilled promises, and I've had some for 20 or 30 years. I am really very excited about what God is about to do. And in my life and the 20 others of us who raised our hands, we're going to all celebrate together. It will be awesome. (laughs) So after his vision of leadership, Joseph, 17 years, just hanging loose, waiting, wondering, nothing happening, prison, pit, it's all over, it's never going to happen. Suddenly, acceleration of expansion. And just in a day, he interprets a dream. And in a day, he goes from the prison, the dungeon, to rule over Pharaoh's house. Everyone say in a, in a day. Isn't that amazing? In a day. What God can do, what it bound him for 17 or whatever, however many years it was. Hey, here's another story. What about Moses? Moses has had this dream of taking Egypt out, uh, Israel out of Egyptian captivity. So he makes a bit of a mess of it. He's 40 years in the desert. How many of you reckon that's a pretty long time? 40 years after 38 years, surely he would have thought, this is never going to happen. Some of you have been waiting 38 years. I'm getting towards that now that I'm 39. I've been waiting a lot of 38 years for some of the words that God has spoken to me. It's been maybe not quite that long, but it's getting towards it. Some of the words I've carried in my heart and never let go. Hallelujah. Never let go. And I won't let them go. I'll carry them all throughout my life. So there he is, 39, 40, in the 40th year well, after 40 years. He's now 80. How many of you are over 80, by the way? Give us a wave. One, two, three, four, five. About 250 of you. <laughs> I can't see that well this morning, all right? So he's over 80. And uh, what happens? Burning bush. In just a moment. A burning bush. God appears to him and says, You ready, man? Let's go. And God raises them up and he delivers Egypt out of slavery. What's that? That's an acceleration. When in a moment, God's going to do. I'm telling you, friends, in this church, in a moment, God's going to do some things that will amaze us. And you're going to think, how did that happen? Well, God is God. Anyone getting a little bit excited about what we're talking about this morning? Okay. All right. I'm pretty excited, as you can tell. I'm trying to try and calm down now. Do not be excited about the things of God, Tark. It's not right. (laughs) Greater fruitfulness. John 15 talks about every believer bearing fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. How about an acceleration of fruitfulness in your life? Are you up for that? See, the bamboo tree, you've heard about this, some of you, in China. It's planted. For five years, nothing happens. Zero. Have you ever had a word from God? For five years, nothing happens? In the sixth year, in the sixth year, the bamboo shoot grows 90 feet in one year. So creation teaches an acceleration of fruitfulness and expansion and the favor and the blessing of God. I think it's time for 90-foot growth to take place in one year. Suddenly, God, breathe. God, breathe upon us. Breathe upon church unlimited. Breathe upon every person in this auditorium today and let that shoot. Let it grow, Father. It's been going down and and digging deep and establishing foundation for a long, long time. Why don't you dare to believe? I, I dare you. I double dare you to believe for infinitely greater fruitfulness than you have ever seen before. If you can receive it, friends, then it becomes a real possibility. Then a release from prison. We won't go into this, but Paul and Silas in Acts 26. In the darkest, deepest dungeon. And suddenly, suddenly, God steps in. There's an earthquake and they are set free. If you're in bondage... You've been in it for a long time, some addiction or whatever it might be or a crisis situation sometime, in a moment, suddenly, when God puts his foot on the accelerator, watch out. (laughs) Anything could happen. Here's another one. Church facilities and buildings. Some of you may remember a prophet came through last year. And uh, he said this. He said, God's going to give you he actually said, three buildings. He said, are they going to be yours? He said, I'm going to give you three buildings. I went up to him afterwards. I said, you know, I talked to him? I said, what made you say that? What, 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 what was going on? He said, no idea. He said, all I know is there's three more buildings of, of substance going to come the way of church. Anyone get a bit excited about that? You know? Who knows how that's going to happen. But we do need a large building for our Church Unlimited city. We need facilities for Church Unlimited Kaitaya, And we need bigger facilities for our children's work that's just growing in this place. It's, it, and so they're running out of space as well. So we, we, need, we need more facilities. So acceleration of expansion. I believe God's going to do that as well. Just a couple more and then we're through. Uh, increased national and international impact. This is what I believe. Anyone want to know what I believe? This is not a promise, but I believe there's going to be more Church Unlimiteds across the nation of New Zealand. And you, my dear friends, are going to make it happen. Can you clap again on that? You think I'm going to do all this? You're dreaming. That's why God's got you in this place. There's some work coming, all right, in your direction. So, <clears throat> but um, it, it possibly, and this is just guessing now, for New Zealand for sure, but also possibly overseas. Some few Church Unlimiteds overseas, and I've put my hand up for Paris <laughs> and Hawaii. I've given God a few names that I'm open for, and I've put some of you guys down for Karachi and Lahore and a few of you to Delhi and, you know, one or two of you in Cairo. and uh, Anyone for Baghdad? Church Unlimited Baghdad? There's a friend of mine planting churches all around the globe, so I sent him an email. I said, look, mate, get real. Why don't you try something difficult? What about Baghdad? And he just wrote back and he says, you're a very funny man. <laughs> Iraq needs saving, friends. God loves them as much as He loves you. He loves Iraq as much as he loves New Zealand. Somehow somewhere, some way, going to have to get in there and do something. Someone's got to go and do it. <laughs> the last one is revival. The ultimate acceleration of expansion has got to be revival. Acts two verse two, suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a rushing, mighty wind filled the whole house where they were sitting. Revival brings acceleration. Do you know that in this church, that at least three times we've had a, an outbreak of God's spirit? I wouldn't call it revival, but if you say revival is reviving our hearts, then it's revival. So in 2007, in our church school, if you've heard about it, there was a, an outbreak of God and kids being slain in the spirit. I think it went on for a number of months. You know, they had visions of heaven and hell, and some heard the audible voice of God, and, and um, you know that the, the school was, for a season at least was really transformed, and it was an amazing, amazing visitation of God. But then there was another one actually, prior to that was actually something my own experiences when I was in India, in '93 and '94, and I had these astounding visitations of, of God upon my life that lasted months on end. One of them lasted three to four months where. You know, God's presence, his voice, his reality was just unbelievable. And God put things into my life. He, basically, I think he put my calling deposited in my life, my calling, what my life was all about, what church and was all about, and what we were to do going forward in the future. A lot of those, that's what, twenty something years ago. Now a lot of that's still unfulfilled, but I believe the season is now that what God spoke to me 23 years, 22 years, three years ago is about to take place and come to pass. But they were just the most unbelievable and visitations of God in my life. And then there was a third one, of course, that took place in 2001, which I've put these all in the wrong order, haven't I? But uh, when our youth were on uh, mission, 2001, was it? Yeah, I think it was. I'm sure it was 2001. When God, they went away on mission, the youth went away on mission, and God just just turned up with fire. And, and you know, a number of the young people were radically transformed and touched and impacted by God that's still affecting them today. So you think about this for a moment. Let's reason together. Three times in this church, God has visited in significant and profound ways. I reckon that's a promise of things to come. What God has done in the past, He's going to do again, but in far greater measure, And it won't last for just a few months. I'm believing and praying. It's going to last a long, long, long time. I'm ready for revival. I'm ready for God to break out like we have never seen before. I'm a revivalist at heart. That's really my whole DNA and my whole passion of being is to see revival. So when there comes, as the musicians would join me, please, an acceleration of expansion. God does in a short time what would previously take many years. And with an acceleration, you can go further. You can expand and accomplish more with less effort. And that time for the acceleration of expansion is now. So believe the Word, receive the Word, and see it fulfilled in your life and in our church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.